Welcome to another episode of Said Your Nan, a podcast tackling the stigma of men's mental health. Proudly presented by On The Men Charity. My name is James. And my name is Stuart. We're just two guys that got together to raise awareness on men's mental health. During these episodes, we will talk about important issues facing men and their mental health. We are by no means professional and the opinions in this podcast are our own, but please feel free to join in the conversation. Each episode will see us discuss different topics to help everyone better understand the ways that men deal or don't with their mental health. Overall, our aim is to get people talking. So, here we are, season two. I know, how good's that? Been a been a couple of weeks gap though, so we're a bit uh, a bit rusty. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah, I mean, we just spent the last forty five minutes trying to get ourselves ready for recording. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, 10 absolutely. Minutes, but still, you know, you, you could enough. make an episode with the bollocks that we <clears throat> spoke about there for the last forty five minutes. <laughs> absolutely, but it is good to be back though. It's great to get back in front of the microphone and get ready to start chatting again. Kind of missed doing it, and we've uh, we've um we've been having some good chats and been speaking about what we are going to do and. And I'm I'm happy. I'm glad we're back in front of the microphone. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. It's been uh, it it's been a struggle to get to this point. I think by tying mm. uh, calendars up and everything, but we are here. I know, I know, and I'm 225 miles away from you tonight. So uh, yeah, it's um, definitely. Oh, I've been yeah, I've been I've been swamped with snow for the last three days. Um, which you know, because you left me, what, was it Thursday? Left me Thursday afternoon I just did. as the snow yep. started kicking down. And then in that time, I've managed to have my car snowed in twice. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been incredible. And all whilst needing to get all four tyres on the car replaced as well. So thankfully this morning when I gingerly made it to the garage to get them <laughs> replaced um, in the ice and snow, it was a bit of a concern. But I got back and I'm still alive. Um, but yeah, it's all good. And good. our uh, our constant listeners will remember that your car doesn't like playing in the snow. It, do you know what? It really doesn't. But um, since I was using the, <laughs> since I was using the snow, ice, and rain function on the car, thinking that would make a difference, nope, it did not. I don't <laughs> see the point. I don't know why they put it in the car. It's just to make you feel better. But no. But actually, it's I didn't get stuck. Button. I didn't get slipping. It's it's a flash, it's a flashy button. Yes. But other than that, all good. Although I've got to tell you a story. Brilliant story. Yesterday, digging the car out, my other half, bless her, um, she said, I'll clear your car, I'll clear out round by the car so we can try and get the car out. So I said, okay, but we kind of really need a shovel. That's a, that's thick, hardened ice out there. That's not going to be easy to move. Now I've got a broom in the garage. So like, a broom is not going to move the snow and the ice. So I was like, fine, fair enough. <laughs> got the broom out of the garage. I've had cat's hair. With like more bristly than this brush, and she's out there <laughs> brushing the snow away from the. Did not work. The guy over the road literally had to come out. He came out and gave her a, a proper snow shovel to hack away at the snow, um, which she used in the end. It took a little. But it's like he must have thought, "What a nutsack!" <laughs> out there, and I'm standing out the window looking. I even said, "I'll do it. You just make tea and breakfast and." I'll go out and sort the car. Shouldn't I now do the car? I went, what, rather than just making a cup of tea, you want to go out there and try and brush away the snow. Okay. Yeah. 
Guess who was right? So I, um, I look forward to seeing the video when I see you next. I should have recorded it. I should have. I can't believe I didn't. <laughs> to be fair, huh? he was pretty swift over the road coming out of a snow shovel, probably because he thought, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> probably thought she's been released for the day. Oh. <laughs> Martha, oh. she's at it again. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Bless her. Oh. Oh. So, uh, anything eventful happened to you this weekend? What's been going on? What have you been up to? What have you been doing? You've been resting, working? What have you been up to? Uh, caught up on a little bit of work. Uh, it's just an overhang from Friday. But apart from that, been pretty chilled weekend, to be honest. Oh, that's good. Uh, at a family, family gathering last night for my aunt's uh, 60th birthday which was quite nice to see family I haven't seen for a while and today the highlight of my day was uh defrosting my freezer with a uh, a hairdryer <laughs> i mean you know you know you've made it right when when you get to that point in life <laughs> and we were just we were just saying before we started recording that if you haven't used a sharp knife to pierce the back of a freezer you haven't lived yep yeah, yeah and then absolutely. you know that the hairdryer is definitely the better option. <laughs> to think people used to let us loose on their computers. Oh, I know, right? I know. But yeah, you, you must have done that, right? You know, I can't find a freaking screwdriver. I'll use a knife or something to unscrew a screw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, see, people go, that's dangerous. You shouldn't do that. That's not why we're doing it. It's like, actually, that is being resourceful. It is. It's what smart people do. I'm just going to use this screwdriver to uh, pry out the plug socket. Whilst it's still connected, you know that sort of stuff. Brilliant. Just uh, well, you remember my story of the uh, the parking services server that's got the power supply hanging out the back of it. But <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it works, it works, right? That's right. It's probably <clears throat> working. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Oh well. Well, the good news. Brilliant. Another bit of good news. You and I work together again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good news. That's always good. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> the some convincing. Yeah, yeah, yes, uh, yeah, great. Um, wicked, Stuart. Well, it, well, it's been five days. Let's give it another five, and I'll give you an honest review. You know. <laughs> yeah, it'll be me that's crying into the cornflakes. <laughs> so, so the last job didn't work out, um, and uh, now we've got an opportunity to to work together, which is good because there's also a bit more time I can get working on the charity as well. But it's. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's definitely good to be back. Certainly a different environment for me now. Certainly a bit more settled feet on the ground. So, yeah, it's nice to week. have you back. It was a good week. It was a good week. So let's just see how the rest of them go. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. It'll be good. good. Well, definitely good to be back. Um, f- we have got some pretty good topics over the next few weeks. That we're going to be talking about so we've actually been a little bit more proactive this time and planned out what we're going to do um but the episode we're going to well the, what we're going to talk about today in this episode is we're going to talk about uh body positivity like male body positivity um eating disorders and so on and so forth which i think is probably not spoken about as much as you probably expect it should be because it's quite a focus for females generally um but men tend to not speak about it which I think is quite interesting that we should chat about it. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one because it's uh, it's an area I've... Uh, oh, I was going to say fumbled around in. That's a bit wrong, isn't it? Um, Said your name. I've had some, ex- no. I've had some, yes, 
Yes. That is there exactly are, what we called it. In. Yeah. Yeah. D- yeah. Seven minutes in, um, season two, Sejanan all over the place. Sejanan. <laughs> I can't. I can't even say I've had some exposure to because that's just as bad, oh, right? Yeah, exactly. What a great start! Yes, it is. It is indeed. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about some uh, body image positivity. Um, I think we'll cover off some stuff around eating disorders as well because that ties in yeah. quite nicely. Yeah, and it's you know, like, I'm, I think like you just said, some experience around body positivity. I mean. We we don't talk about it as much, but I can pretty much say, you know, I look at I can look at myself in the mirror, specifically as I've got older now and my stomach wants to go in the direction that I don't want it to go in. You know, it's like, no, you should be getting smaller, not bigger. Sort yourself out. Um, but I don't it's that's what happens, you know, you, you, you tend to just expand and it's not great. You know, you get hairier, <laughs> you know, you get fatter, you know. Yeah. All things you can deal with. All things you can deal with, but you know, you look at things like time, the ability to do so, the however your body develops or what it's doing, or even how people around you see your body as well, you know. It, it's interesting. So, you know, there's a there's not a great deal of research about this. So when you start looking at uh you know, body image and stuff, there's a there's an awful lot of uh stuff out there that refers to, you know, women naturally. Um and certainly, you know, you know, I, I've had experience with uh, with a member of the family that had uh, anorexia, which is, uh, you know, quite quite a daunting thing. But um, yeah, when you look at body body image for men, it's a much smaller uh, subset of research to look at. Yeah. Um, but it does directly impact mental health, you know. So um, it affects lower self-esteem. It can affect lower life satisfaction, lack of confidence. It can cause severe things like uh, anxiety and depression. Um, and it's estimated that one in 10 men have experienced suicidal thoughts and feelings and 4% of people hurt themselves because of their body image. And it's not a surprise when you think about it is you look on television now, and specifically more nowadays as well for younger lads, is you look at things like Love Island or... And this, yeah. is, this goes for both sexes, but you look at Love Island and these guys are, you know, they're tanned, muscly, you know, they're all, they've, they've specifically picked certain looking types of men yeah. and placed them right on the television in front of, you know, millions of people. Um, you know, and someone said to me not long ago, well, if you don't like it, don't look at it. It's like, well, I get that. You know, if you don't want to watch Love Island, but then firstly, why should you be forced not to watch a television show just because of the people on there? Uh, look a specific way you know that's up to them what they look like it's not an issue it's not a problem but like I say the Love Island kind of theme is that you get a specific type of person on there um, and it's kind of thrown in your face a little bit and I think that's the problem that you've got for younger people nowadays I, mean, I don't care I don't bother me anymore I'm way past that but look at younger people striving to look better and do more to fit in in society and and you tend to see what's the you know, you're probably be able to back me up on this if in terms of numbers we go to the gym what's the ratio yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. It, it's mm-hmm. you know there's 90% men in there most of the time compared to 10% women and they're yeah absolutely you refer to it the sausage party yeah the sausage party yeah and you these these guys are absolutely hammering the equipment you know they're some of these guys are going crazy you know they're like really trying to beef you know most of them forget leg day 
as we've noticed. Yeah, that's right. Times. It's just got these people that look like right. a triangle, but they've absolutely like <laughs> proper buffed up themselves. And you sit there and think, well, you know, is this how many of these people are in here are doing it because of their boss because of body positivity? And how many are doing it because it's just a buzz and they love it? And you know, in Love Island is an interesting one, right? Because you're right, you know, the the kind of stereotypical male that appears on that has got the eight pack abs and you know, <laughs> sun kissed tan and all that good yeah. stuff, you know, and the, the the beautiful haircuts. Um it's to get a decent kind of eight pack like that, you have to have a really low body fat percentage and that's incredibly Absolutely. hard to maintain. And you often wonder just how really healthy these people are because yeah. of it. You know, and and mm-hmm. and actually, what are they? Because I say this, and this is the thing, and I think a lot of people tend to just go, "Oh, look at them! Look, they look great!" Blah blah blah. But they look smug. Blah. But actually, you don't really know what struggle these guys are going through to go on this show. You know, as much as they go on mm-hmm. there and they've, you know, they've absolutely ripped their bodies to pieces and they've got these, yeah, you know, fantastic tans. And but actually, what's what's their story? You know, because they they're not. Yeah. You can tell by the kind of person that they are. They're not going to talk about it. That's not going to be their conversation topic. They've gone through this journey for whatever reason, but you don't know if any of those guys have gone on there through struggling mm. to, to you know yeah. for, to to physically get that way. No, absolutely. Yeah, but it is good to hear, though. I mean, there was a um, there was a news story I saw the other day. They're doing an over forties Love Island. Oh right, okay. Which I thought was quite that that did that was quite positive. I mean, they've actually gone down the route of going, let's get you know, the older generation involved and, and and stop focusing on a specific type of love island. So that'd be interesting uh-huh. to see what how that pans out. I don't know if it's over forties or over fifties, but it was for the older the older person. I like um I've got to be careful how I word this right. So there's a show on channel four <laughs> called Naked Attraction. Have you yeah, ever come yeah, across yeah. that one? Yeah. <laughs> Said Janan. No, I yeah. well, no, I haven't and yes I have, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You decide which way all sorts of body types on that, you know, which is is yeah. is a lot more uh, realistic. Yeah, because it's just I normal think. people. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's all you really want a lot of the time. That's an odd show, though, isn't it? I mean, that is a weird thing. There was a guy that went on there and went, I've got really low self esteem. That he stand there with his cock hanging out, and you're like, which part of low <laughs> self esteem? <laughs> <laughs> where did you read that? Which dictionary did you get that from? I'm not overly a dictionary. Where, where did you? How did you pick up the definition <laughs> of that? You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the dark web, I suspect. Anyway. Honestly, it's beyond me. But you know, if, if it works for people, it works for me. It's entertaining, isn't it? That's what it's there for. It is. It is absolutely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, looking at the the research, so body image issues are often viewed as a problem that uh, disproportionately perfect, uh, affects women. And men are left reluctant to talk about their problems with friends or family or seek help. Um, <clears throat> whilst men are in kind of, you know, we're, and one of the reasons we do this, they're increasingly encouraged for men to talk about mental health. Uh, being open about body image concerns can feel tricky, uh, <laughs> especially when men appear worry about feeling unmasculine. Yeah, I get that because there's a... Mm. Um, quite a pressure for men to be men. Yeah. So I, I would assume that that masculinity side of it will come out if you're moaning about how you've got flabby bits or whatever people might be considered, you know, to be less masculine from from talking about it. Mm. But... Yeah. 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 
Yeah, it's um, the bit that I find interesting about it around the difference between the stats for men and women a lot of the time, as well as that we do know that it disproportionately affects women. We also know that women generally tend to speak up more about it, which is brilliant. The more focus there is on talking about it, and because there's more focus in the media and stuff about it, signs are probably easier spotted within women, or better spotted. I won't say easier. I don't think any of it's easier. But I wonder how different that that statistic that number would be if we got men to talk about it you know they, mm. that we're, we're looking at a statistic where men have gone i've got you know do you feel specifically you know off about your body yes okay that's a tick in the box somebody said yes how many people that they asked that same question to have gone no i'm fine but actually truth is they're actually suffering quite dramatically they just want to talk about it because that masculinity question yeah yep yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean, for the ones that do talk, um, you know, looking at like eating disorders is a big example. Um, out of the uh, research on eating disorders, one in four uh, people diagnosed with eating disorders are men. <clears throat> so twenty five percent. Um, and they're focusing mainly so that out of that the majority of those were white males interestingly yeah the stat i guess that you know we all know how i love a stat and to break stuff down but yeah. it would i'd like to see those stats broken down by age race sex mm. so on and so forth and just see how that would you know exactly what those those figures look like and it, actually i'm sure we could probably get them so it's probably something that we'll look into in the future but it is just one because then you've got your patterns and your trends and you're then looking at it and going well why is it affecting you know um white males 25 to 35 or why is it affecting um uh black men at the age of 45 to 55 or something i don't know i've done the stats but it'd be Mm. good to see where that is and what that pattern is Uh, and what actually what's being done about that if someone is actually looking at that information what what they do with that information yeah and there was a there was a quote i think it was on um beatingeatingdisorders.co.uk or .org.uk, sorry. Um, just one guy said, if you dislocate your elbow or you broke your forearm, you wouldn't wait for it to get better. You know, you go and make sure that you have the best possible chance of making a full recovery. Do that with your mental health as well. So when you're feeling mm-hmm. poor and, you know, your mental, your mental health is low and you're feeling, you know, your body positivity isn't great, you know, you, you need to be looking at recovering the same way you would as if you were nursing a broken arm. And I quite like that. Yeah. I did quite like that, that that statement don't sweep it under the carpet you know they're not going to just get better on their own absolutely absolutely um i think the, the the challenge is and again you know social media nowadays i think plays a big part in this mm-hmm. yeah you, know, definitely. you um and i like that guy um what's his name jamie smith oh tell um, it as it is dude just tells it how it is, you know. So he's, he's, he'll see these videos online where people are going, you know, walk on a treadmill at a 30% incline at this for 30 minutes a day and you can laser burn through your body fat. And he'll just go, no, <laughs> it's bullshit, you know. <laughs> but you have still got to worry, wonder, like, is he right? So what makes him, what makes him more right than the person that's suggesting that's the right thing to do? 
So you kind of yeah. get caught up in all of these people that have got these ideas about what they're doing and what should be done right and what shouldn't be done right. You just never know where to go. You don't know where to look, do you? It's like, well, which one's right? <laughs> you know? I agree. Which, which one agree. do we follow? Yeah. And, and and I guess it's just finding the right one that's whatever works for you. Because for me, the thing that does work for weight loss, and it's what I've got to start doing in the next couple of months, and I think you, you basically pointed out to me, you said, well, just go back to your regime of tracking your food. Because that's what did the best yep. thing for you. Yep, you just need to and be in a calorie deficit. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, and it, it it works perfectly. Yeah, but that's for me. Yeah, so, so that's what I mean. Like everyone has those different. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You've got to find what works for you. Um, but the you know fundamental behind it is work out what your base metabolic rate is. Um, you can Google that, and that will tell you how to work that out. That's your that's the average amount of calories per day your body needs to survive right um and you reduce that by 20 percent. so you could be the laziest person that sits on the sofa all day and does absolutely nothing if you reduce your calories by 20 percent against your base metabolic rate you will still lose weight that's not yep, the best exactly. it, but you know i don't think uh i feel like i'm preaching a bit here but you know it's very easy to go through a day thinking you haven't eaten a great deal without really understanding how many calories are in some food? And that is one of the real problems for me is I'll sit there and go, oh, I had this today to eat. And then you think, have a look at the calories in it and think, Jesus Christ, that's mm. that's a phenomenal amount of <laughs> calories going into my body. No wonder I'm putting on a bit of a paunch. Yeah. Um, Again, that's yeah, your I, opinion. I yeah, absolutely <laughs> that. And, and, and that is exactly it. It works for me. It's the kind of – because some people will eat – proper bulk up and then just work really hard to exercise and bring those muscles, get those muscles built up and stuff. Yeah. And that's, I don't have the patience for that. I'm you know, just not very good at getting into that regime. Um, Cause if I don't see instant results, I get bored. <laughs> that's my problem. Well, but you're not, you're not a big see... fan of lifting weights, are you? Not really. No, but, but I'm a, a good, I'm a big fan of cardiovascular stuff and I'm a good, I don't actually mind yeah. cutting down the food that I eat. I mean, I miss the food, but I don't mind cutting it down. So it, that works for me. That's where you're a big weight fan, aren't you? You like lifting weights. That's a I do. Yeah. Which is an interesting do, day at the gym for me and you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so interestingly, looking at um again back to the stats, um between thirty and forty percent of men are anxious about their weight. And up to 85% are dissatisfied with their uh, muscularity. Mm. That's a big number, 85%. It is, isn't it? Mm. And probably, well, I mean, I'm one of those 85%. I'm not not happy with my muscularity. I don't think I've got a very good defined body, personally. So I'd I'd fall into that. So I suspect that probably is quite a big number. Hmm. What I, uh, I guess what I find interesting is looking at, uh, you know, the, the influence of social media nowadays compared to where we were, I don't know, even 10 years ago. You know, everywhere you look, there's always a, a quick fix for this. You know, I've seen all sorts online. I've seen, you know, some little brown pellet that you stick in your fucking belly button every morning, you know. And, I've or, seen that, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Or, you know, 
and but they all show the same like video of the fat just melting away and there's always some cutting of some bloke in a doctor's uniform pointing at it and nodding and going yeah you know that's the thing to do and it's normally the same guy yeah, there's, the same <laughs> there's, only one do- there's only one doctor. <coughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and apple cider vinegar, all these things. There's like so many yep. fat-burning alternatives. And, and actually, a lot of it is just just to be healthy a lot of the time. A lot of it is about just watching what you eat, though, and exercising properly, isn't it? That is a lot of it, you know, like factually. The, the human body being able to, like, manage its own weight. A lot of it is going to be about eating the right food and exercising pr- proportionally. Um, but then yeah. you've got you go into that conversation around you know the metabolism, somebody's metabolism. You go back to what people do for jobs, the amount of time that people have to be able to manage that sort of stuff, how quickly people are on the go. There's so many factors to go. It's quite easy to say, well, just just eat less fatty food and do more exercise. What between having five kids, you know. Um, Run, running two jobs or you know or whatever you know it's not always practical for people which is why we say you've well, got to find what works for you i, I point you back to arnold, mr arnold schwarzenegger right, exactly yeah tell me why you don't have time to work out um and i i well we've spoken before i fall foul of that you know i mm. tell you i've never got any time but yeah if you write it all down you do have time you just choose not to use it um yeah it's interesting um, and also, you know, we've spoken about it previously that the testosterone is a big player as well, yeah, you know, absolutely. in terms of your ability to build and maintain muscle mass. Um, your testosterone level is a big impact. Yeah, and it does. It, it's just another factor. And it's what's worth getting checked, like you said before, is, you know, get those tests. If you can, yep. go see GP. I yep. mean, go see GP. That's always a good thing. As I say, what, what would you do if you were worried about having a di- eating disorder? The first thing you'd be doing is you'd get in touch with your GP straight away. You know, the, the first thing that you'd want to do is if you're not sure, you're uncertain about if it's an eating disorder or if it's something else, go and speak to your doctor because they're the first people that you can need to speak to that will give you some kind of diagnosis or confidence that they can support and help you. And if that's, if that's not the case, like you said before with the testosterone stuff, you can get the tests from yeah, pharmacies. Yeah, you can get those from, well, even like your local super drugs. You can, well, I don't yeah. think they sell them in store, but you can go on their website and order one from there and it gets shipped to your house. And, and there is beating um, disorders.org.uk, beat, uh, beateatingdisorders.org.uk. That's another one that obviously is very, very good. And that's where you'll get some support and ideas. And they've got a, I think they've got a support group, an online support group as well. We might have to just pop their website on the, um, uh, on the show shows, yeah, yeah, because they'd be quite good, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we can do that because that's uh, it's yeah. quite a good site that with some good information. No, exactly. There's a lot on there, which is always good. It's a big old uh, conversation to be had about how you'd speak to somebody about it. I think as well. How would you? How do you? bring up that conversation with somebody else if you're really worrying about it and battling with a, an eating disorder how do you speak to someone what do you do to share that that burden with somebody else to help you because it's not always your gp some people don't want to go to the doctors so how do you talk to your friends family etc cetera, etc cetera? well i think the other side of it is more you know my my kind of experience on this is people that are are suffering with eating disorders don't don't believe they are 
you know, that's the, that's yeah. a lot of it. So it's, you know, how do you spot the signs and then how do you actually approach that person about that? Yeah. And that, I think that's something that's been, that's been like that for absolutely forever, hasn't it? Like, you mm. know, even when you, you go back to before men really spoke about it or it was a really big thing for men as well is it would always be that, you know, you'd find out that women would have anorexia, bulimia, so on and so forth. And then, but they wouldn't admit to having that disorder. I haven't got a problem. I'm absolutely fine. It's not an issue. I'm mm. perfectly okay. You know, um, I'm just not hungry and that sort of stuff. And, and and that is a big problem. You Admitting it is really important. But it's not going to be easy to talk about it. It can't be easy to talk about it because especially like we were talking before about the masculinity side of things, a bloke. Well, who do you talk to? Unless you've got a mechanism or a group of friends that you know you can trust with that kind of conversation, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the doctors, isn't it? I mean, if you don't want to talk to somebody within your circle, speak to your GP. Yep, speak to your GP. Um, or, like I say, charities that are out there that do support this kind of stuff, and we'll pop some in the show notes. Because um, I, I do appreciate, you know, getting a GP appointment at the moment can be a bit challenging for some of us. Well, that is true, yeah. And there are other alternatives. There are some places you can go to. So, yeah, talking about it to people is going to be tough. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. That's the thing. There's nothing to be ashamed of. That is, that is kind of the, the the best way. And this is the same as what we've been talking about with anything, though, is we, we're encouraging people to talk. That's what we want. It's It doesn't matter whether it's an eating disorder, whether it's about gambling, whether it's about, you know, um, any kind of subject we've been talking about so far, absolutely anything at all, no testosterone. Um Talking about it with somebody is going to be the first point that you, you you know the first thing you want to do before moving forward, and and it doesn't have to be with a friend or a family member or a partner or anything like that. Although if that's if that's something you do, great. But if not, go and speak to GP. Just mm. at least speak to someone. Just don't let it weigh heavy because the the moment that happens is. You know, it will only get heavier and heavier and heavier, and that's where we get these statistics around stress, anxiety, and then suicide. And they're the they're the real they're the problems. We then start to create mental illness. We also start to um, go down the more serious routes, and and that's not what anybody wants to see. So, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I was reading an article about um, muscle dysmorphia. Um, and this generally can can kind of set in when you're around 19 years old as a male, um, but generally affects men mid-20s to mid-30s. And it's about striving to have those massive muscles that you'd see in your, you know, I suppose in our era, those 80s action stars, the likes of your Arnold's mm. or your Stallone's or your, yeah. your Van Damme's, you know. Um, and it's it can cause really high rates of depression. Um, it has a massive impact on people's work and social activities because all they want to do is continue to work out. Um, it, a lot of people end up turning to uh, excessive steroid use um, to try and build their muscles and bulk themselves up further. Um, and things like, uh, you know, having to strictly eat every two or three hours to ensure they get solid muscle gain, it becomes a real uh, force of habit that has an impact and they get stressed when they don't follow that routine. So if anything stops them yeah. from continuing on that journey, that creates that stress and that anxiety. And, and that's a different conversation because that's not about that's not about 
specifically about the way they look. That's about that routine they've broken so that they can get to that yes. position to where they look. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, unfortunately, the study was uh, based in the US, right? So, you know, we can only liberally apply it to us in the UK here. But uh, the research showed that almost 6% of the students had body dysmorphia. Um, and then they looked at the military as well. So in the US military, 4.2% of women and 12.7% of men in the military had muscle dysmorphia. Oh, it's a big number. Yeah. Um, oh, and it obviously yeah. says it's it's just it's a growing uh, it's a growing research topic, so it's quite limited at the moment. But uh, yeah, something that's being looked into. And is it is it growing because of social media? Do you think? I think that's got to play a part. It's got it's got to be something to do with being more. I was going to say thrown in your face as such. Now, isn't it? It's kind of like everywhere you, mm. literally everywhere you look. Everywhere you look, and it's not just it's not just your Love Island type programs or whatever. It's it's also the films nowadays and everything that's on. Everything there's every, the per, there's a perfect man and a perfect woman ideal in television shows or movies and on social media and stuff. It's it it they don't just put people on television now. They're like they're specifically crafting out the kind of people they want you to see. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly, there's been a an increase in the amount of men that are using makeup now as well. Um, mm, that's been changing for the last couple of years now, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I'm not not even like the 70s, 80s kind of you know men wearing eyeliner and stuff. This is uh, you know no, these are your buff, masculine, heterosexual men wearing makeup. Yeah, yeah. this isn't. Yeah, yeah this isn't. You know, it's not. It's not anything specific. It's just it's just they're you know they're covering up blemishes and spots on their eyes and mm. they're you know even things like Botox and plastic surgery. All these things are being used a lot more. Yeah, especially in the younger generation. I think I don't know what the older generation are like. I mean, I can't speak for all of them, but for me, I mean, I'm think I'm I'm beyond that point. I mean, if you Botoxed me and gave me cheek lifts and a chit, I mean, I'd walk into an office and somebody would just laugh straight at me. Yeah, <laughs> like, what the hell have you done to yourself? What on earth have you done? You like Max Headroom? I don't know. Just uh, it's not it's not really for me. But it's but I'm not affected by it at the moment. I'm not affected by it at the age I'm at now. But if I was in my twenties, I think in my twenties, if I think back, I probably was affected by <clears throat> how other people looked. But if I was in my twenties nowadays, with it being so incredibly visible for everybody, it's a huge huge visual on every platform. I probably would feel worse. Knowing my personality. It's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because, you know, I, again, I do I look at it and go, you know, I, I don't mind talking about it. I get the old just for men out and liberally apply it to my beard because I don't like yep. it being very grey, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. To a degree, is that a, a sign of, you know, some kind of image issue? Well, do you know what? I, I mean, it is, probably. I mean, because you could just let yourself grow old gracefully yeah and the greys kick it i mean i do but much like you i mean i can tell you right now that after this very conversation i'm about to go crack out the just for men give it a go mm. you know that's exactly what's going to happen because you know it, i tried it probably four or five weeks ago and actually i looked at it and thought you know what i actually feel that i feel better for having my hair a little darker and it wasn't like i didn't go from like philip schofield to 
jet black or anything like that. But it, it was enough to just make a bit of a difference. And then tonight I'm going to try the beard one as well because ah. I, I do I do look like <coughs> a chessboard. That's the thing. You know, like my face, <laughs> I've got these little patches all over the place. It's ridiculous. Um, so it'll be interesting just to see what it's like. And the good news with that is it just grows out, doesn't it? It just grows out. So if you don't like it, you just move on with it. Um, but it is. It is yeah. to do with body image. That is exactly it. It doesn't matter whether it's your, I don't know, putting a bit of makeup under your eyes or you're changing the colour of your beard or just darkening it. It's definitely because you want to make yourself look better. But then mm. you, you've got to go between them different feelings. It's like, for me, I don't feel bad about having grey hair or having a bit of white in my beard. I've been like that for God knows how long. I want to try it because it just makes me feel better. Like, it just makes me feel a little bit better. It's, it's a good thing. So you've got to see what the where the the line is between I'm doing it because I'm categorically unhappy with what I look at. I'm categorically unhappy with my body. I don't like this. It makes me upset. I need to look better as to where it's just, I'm just doing it because I want to look a little bit different. I want to, want to perk myself up a little bit because that's a line, isn't it? Well, there, there's a line there, isn't there? You know, because it goes from, I'm going <clears> to <throat> dye my hair because, you know, I don't like the grey to suddenly... I don't like those blemishes on my skin. I'm going to wear makeup yeah. to suddenly, you know, I want to go and have liposuction because I don't like my, exactly you that. Know, me, me donut I'm carrying around my waist, you know? Yeah. No, that is exactly it. And that's, and that's when that line gets crossed, it then falls mm. and spirals into a much worse place. Yeah. And we're, we are naturally di- different creatures, aren't we? So the difference between us and probably women is we're hugely different creatures. It's when you're approaching men, so if somebody was, if there was somebody out there that was worried about my body image, like how I was suddenly changing. So if I was, you know, dyeing my beard, dyeing my hair, suddenly looking really slim and I've been in the gym like four or five t- days a week, you know, and, um, you know, I was wearing more makeup and I was just changing my appearance and I was getting thinner and thinner and starting to see that gaunt look in my face. You know, it, approaching a man to talk about it, knowing how standoffish and stubborn and now we can be very dismissive of things. That's the bit, isn't it? Is how do how do we encourage people to talk to their friends? You know, we're hugely big on things being non-judgmental. That's the yep. thing, isn't it? We're so het up by people judging us, like you're not good enough or what are you doing that for? Is like immediately those heckles go up and men get like that. But if you've got somebody being very judgmental and just asking questions, we're more receptive to that kind of response because we don't want people to fix the problem. We just want to get it off of our chest. So if we've got an issue, we've got, we want to talk about it. We don't want somebody battering their opinion back because the moment that opinion starts to come back at you, that's when they, I can deal with this myself response comes in that, don't talk to me about what I should do. Um, and also, if you're concerned about it, if you're worried about somebody that's got an eating disorder, before you go and chat, and this is speaking to men or women, but have a read up. Have a little read yep. up about eating disorders. Have a little think um, before you approach somebody and just see what the signs are, what you might have noticed. Because um, then you're equipping yourself. You're putting yourself in a position where it's okay to go and ask them because if there is something that they talk about, you're not just standing there with a blank face going, why did I ask this question? Because I really don't know what I'm doing. It's all about support. There's no need to be angry. It's no one's fault. 
Um, they just need people to understand them. But again, massively important, non-judgmental. That's the one thing that we've said from day one about this. The whole thing around on the mend is that it's an all-inclusive, non-judgmental safe space for men. And non-judgmental pops up all the time. It does. It does. I'll, um, I'll tell you something funny, actually. So I mentioned earlier about a family member that had anorexia. Well, uh, an, an elder member of my uh, my family who's, who's very much old school and doesn't understand things like that, their, their statement when they found out was, well, that's just ridiculous. You just you just tell yourself you need to eat. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I should just yeah, tell myself to win the lottery. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's should, right. I should win the lottery right. today. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. Just tell myself to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it is interesting, isn't it? But it is older generation because they just, it didn't exist. It did, but it didn't get spoken about. So it just didn't, didn't exist. So that, it's a really kind of odd of you to take about it. Yeah. Yeah, just, definitely. Just, just tell yourself to eat. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. But uh, yeah, like I say, I mean, if, if there's anything I can end this on from my perspective is that I will go back and say what I say every time is just don't be afraid to talk. Go and talk about it. If anyone listening to this is experiencing or think they might be experiencing an eating disorder, go and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, get in touch with us. Have a chat with us. We're, we're more than happy to, to have a chat. Um, you know, if you're if you're going through it, been through it, think you might be going through it, reach out to us. Yep, yep, exactly that. Because we're you know we're that's what we're here for ultimately. And and again, if you want, yep. if if there is anybody out there that has actually experienced it, if you want to come on and talk about it, please do. But that is okay. it. Yeah, that is that is it. I don't think there's much more we can really labour the point at. On that, other than we start repeating ourselves, and I'm known to do that quite a lot with age. <laughs> I don't think we've had many you knows in this episode, though, so that's uh, that's a good sign. Well, that's true. That's now I've said true. it, it'll be every other word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. So let's uh, <laughs> so let's wrap up. Um, <clears throat> you got a joke? I do. I do have a joke. I do have a joke. Um, <laughs> it's, you're either going to find it funny or it's going to be a major tumbleweed moment but my joke today is why do walruses love a Tupperware party go on why they're always on the lookout for a tight seal god dirty <laughs> <laughs> uh, little buggers oh my god <laughs> there you go. <laughs> got you laughing this time though yeah, yeah, I'll give you that one. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Have you been have you been sitting on an amusing joke? Well, I'm going to tell the same one that I told you the other day. So, uh, just because you might have heard, it doesn't mean the the <laughs> five listeners that we've got won't have done. Six now. Oh, sorry, six. So, um, apparently, uh, Jesus Christ was a carpenter. But he never gets any recognition on their albums. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you're sitting there telling me that you're going to tell them the joke that you told me the other day, I was racking my brain thinking shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. That's a good one. That's that right. That's a good one. Oh. Uh, we, we spoke about this um, a couple of weeks back about introducing a uh, film that we may have watched as well for people to 
to get involved in. It's a bit of a recommendation. And I watched a film last night. Um, it's called The Circle. An, a weird premise for a film. I can't really say too much about it because it's, but it's it's all basically a real time film about a group of people in a circle. <laughs> there you go. Right. Um, and they, there is, I don't know the right way to explain it without trying to give away. I don't want to give anything away, but basically it involves them, uh, them dying at points during them being in that circle. And there is a story behind every single person in that circle that leads to the events of those deaths and how it pans out. But it's, 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 it's all real time. There's no time cuts in it. It's all one recording. It's a single one length recording all the way through. Um, but it was it was oddly very good, oddly very good. So, yeah. but it got to the point. It's one of those you sit there and go, "Cool, what's going on?" There's a lot of people still standing here, and I kind of just want to get to the end and know what's going on now. You know, it's that you get that kind of drawn into it. Um, but it's good. It's good. It's all right. Yeah. No, I'm not going to give star oh, ratings just yet, but maybe we'll get into that movie night situation. Seven point two stars. Um, but it was. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> I recommend watching it. I don't know if you've seen anything recently, mate, or any films or shows. I'll just crack my I've been out. watching, um, you know, I like my anime, right? So on yeah. Netflix, there's a, 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 it's called Junji Ito uh, Maniac, Japanese Tales of the Macabre. Um, it's 12 episodes. They're all animated, but they're all uh, horror stories. All right. And, uh, I mean, they've been interesting. So, you know, a couple of them were a bit lame, but the last one I watched was this thing called The Hanging Balloon. It was really bizarre, really bizarre. So uh, I'm not going to give anything away, but I do. That's my recommendation for the week would be go and have a go and look that one up. Japanese Tales of the Macabre. On the, probably be a few people that will probably want to watch that as well, because if you noticed how anime is on the rise, like people watching it, even you people you wouldn't expect to sit and watch a Japanese anime cartoon there's more of it on mm. there's more of it on amazon and people are just absolutely loving it massively and we all know that you know japanese horror films are the best they really are they really are mm. so, the grudge yeah great 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 yep. film absolutely yeah. well good well <laughs> we're branching off into uh, jokes and film recommendations now what we could do next um, next thing you wait and see. Next thing you'll be the one that's on Naked Attraction, mate. I've been there, done that. <laughs> was you the one with your knob banging along between the two your two knees? Is that what it was? You were the big lad, were you? Yeah, yeah. I just I just got away with it because I was one of the ones that the screen didn't go up far enough to see my face. It's fine. <laughs> you could just see the bottom of your beard. That's right. <laughs> that would give it away. And on that note, I think we're done. Um, I think we are on that bombshell. Yep. So next episode, we will be talking about domestic violence. Um, I think we agreed on that, didn't we? It wasn't about domestic violence. We did. So we'll be yep. talking about domestic violence, um, discussing the struggles for men uh, um, and domestic violence. So we'll be going in depth for into to talking about the statistics on that and, and what the struggles are. Um, so, yeah. So if you're... Uh, if you're about to listen to the next one, that'd be great. We've um, we have missed chatting, missed chatting to you, James, on here. So glad to have you back. Yeah, that's and good. I'll speak to you tomorrow at work. <laughs> yeah, we, we, talk, we talk shit every day, so you know this is just uh, yeah. our outlet. 
absolutely but anyway we hope you enjoyed the episode brilliant um, and we will catch up with you again next week see you on the next one see you later can get in touch at sedjournan at onthemend.org.uk or at Instagram, Twitter and TikTok at sedjournan or at onthemend on Facebook and LinkedIn. If you'd like to donate to the On The Mend charity, please feel free to buy us a coffee. The link can be found in our show notes. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we will speak to you soon.